If you're a defender fighting to protect your organization from cyber attackers, you must be successful ending attacks every single time. They only need to be successful once. Cyber Reason reverses the attacker's advantage. Our future-ready attack platform gives defenders the wisdom to uncover, understand, and piece together multiple threats, and the precision focus to end cyber attacks instantly. Together, we are the defenders. Cyber Reason. End cyber attacks. From endpoints to everywhere. Learn more at cyberreason.com. That's C-Y-B-E-R-E-A-S-O-N.com. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. There has always been a stereotype that black people don't swim. But we are here to tell you that we do and we are good at it. I am Coach Adrian. I'm Dr. Shira. We are the host of the Swim Culture Podcast. We want everyone to know that aquatics has always been a part of the Black culture and experience since the beginning of time. From scuba diving to fishing to the Olympics and surfing, we have done it all and are still doing it. Make sure you tune in and dive into the culture. The Swim Culture. Welcome to the next episode of The Swim Culture. So this time, I am going to interview our very own Dr. Ashira Allen. She is a doctor of kinesiology. So we want to know, what in the heck is kinesiology and how did you find out about it? So I get that, <laughs> I get that question all the time. Like, kinesi, what? <laughs> like, what? What is it? I mean, okay. They're like, I know what ology means. It's the study of. And I'm like, okay. But I do get that question a lot, um, and so I have to break it down. But kinesiology is the study of human movement. And so it's um, a broader term that has been used by departments in, in academia and stuff, too. It's like an umbrella term. And so um, disciplines like exercise physiology, exercise science, biomechanics, um, physical education... Um, health, recreation, and leisure, all fall, can fall under fitness and wellness, you know, things like that can all fall under um, that area, that umbrella term, kinesiology. So um, even students who are interested in going into physical therapy or occupational therapy, um, I've had students who've gone on to like medical school after they've gotten their degree in kinesiology. Um, and so that's that's the term. That's what it means. Um, and so even when you look at um, just movement, like in you might find people are studying animal movements and, and things like that. And so kinesis movement, the study of, yeah. So, um, but how I got into it, um, I started teaching swim lessons. <laughs> I started teaching swim lessons. First, I was on the swim team. And, um, from a, a like young age, probably about, 10. and, um, I 
I became a lifeguard. So I went through like the whole pipeline, swim team, lifeguard. And then I was, I started teaching swim lessons. I was like, oh my God, I enjoyed teaching the swim lessons. I love this. And I was teaching all ages. I did parent top classes. And I was, I was like 16 teaching like older adults, <laughs> like, you know, and I enjoyed the interaction. I enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed being in the water and just like the, the, like the physical activity of it and, and learning about my body and, and being able to tell other people about the benefits of swimming and then I started to get active in other ways. Um, my friends, all of us lifeguard, we would go on break. We would go to our cardio kickboxing class. We would go to a yoga class because we could go to all the classes at the YMCA because we were at work. And so, because we worked there. And I was like, this is the relationship between all of these different types of activities isn't that, you know, separated. And so... When I went, um, was deciding to go to college, um, I knew I wanted to go to HBCU. I knew I wanted to continue swimming. Fortunately, I did. I, I went to Albany State University, but unfortunately, they didn't have a swim team. Um, so I continued to teach swim lessons and, and things like that there. But I majored in health and physical education um, and recreation at Albany State. And I, I just continued and enjoyed loving, you know, teaching people and um you know, the whole physical education aspect of it. I think that's something that is not valued um, in our society in general. I think people think that um, that it's in like an innate thing, that it just comes natural. Like, I learned how to do these physical activities um, naturally, but we have to be taught. We have to be taught techniques. We have to be taught different approaches. Anyway, so moving on. I went on to get my master's in physical education, teacher education, and um, I was in the School of Kinesiology at Auburn University, and um, I went and continued on and got my PhD in physical education um, and motor development um, at Auburn. So that's my story in a nutshell of my education. Um, and then I became um, an assistant professor at Morehouse College in the Department of Kinesiology um, there. And then I'm currently an assistant professor at North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, in the Kinesiology and Recreation Administration Department. So I sound, I, I feel like I sound real like... Uh, <laughs> like That's a lot. It is, yeah, so it's a lot of words. But um, All that black girl magic. So how you and I met, I was scrolling the internet hey, hey. Mm-hmm. and I looked up, um, you know, black women swimming. Yeah. popped up black girl swim. So I mm-hmm. read your blog and it was, you know, super exciting. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to check her out. And I realized you were in Atlanta and I just recently moved to Atlanta. So I hit you up and that was 2016. It was. Yeah. Oh, that was. Oh. That was 2016. Oh, okay, girl. I actually have. Um, I ran into the email the other day when I typed your name in to look for one of our Google Docs. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I said, dang, that look, was. Listen, that was supposed <laughs> to happen. You know what I'm saying? It was. So you have also uh, the blog. I do. I, oh, so, okay. So I started this blog in 2013. When I was in graduate school, 
And um, I wanted to, I I had maintained my um, love of water, but also being a lifeguard and swim instructor. And um, and I when I got to Auburn, I was I you know you from Atlanta, seeing all the black people. I was I grew up around everybody black, you know. <laughs> and so when I got to Auburn, I was like, oh man, I'm in a whole whole different situation, different world. And I just didn't see a lot of um, black people who were swimming, especially you know black women. And so. I decided, I was like, I need to start this blog. I need to share my experiences about swimming and my love for aquatics. And so I wanted to, I started the blog as the black girl who loves swimming and um, and just wanted to share my experiences. And so that rolled over into being like advocating for black people in swimming and drowning, water safety, the importance of that, getting into aquatics as a profession, all of that. So, yeah. And here we are. We met. We met. Yeah. And And now we are both a part of this. um, You are also um, with your community engagement and your awareness and um, advocacy work. You also are part of an amazing organization called Diversity in Aquatics. Yes, so there, huh? Give us your role for a diverse in aquatics. Okay, so I guess you. Okay, yes. So when I also was searching the internet trying to find, you know, (laughs) communities, and so I ran across diversity in aquatics, and um, and I got involved with them. I went. I wanted to go. I went to the convention in. Oh, it might have been two thousand and eighteen. And um, I met, you know, all those lovely people. I met the founder, Dr. Sean Anderson, um, Dr. Angela Beal, Miriam Lynch, just all of those people who were really um, putting forth a lot of effort and a lot of work and time into running that organization. And so by the time I left the convention, I was like, I want to be involved more um and if and want to be able to help in any way I can and they were like oh come on like Miriam was like this is come on this is amazing so I was like all right so what do I need to do and I started you know joining in on you know the the inside of you know inner workings of diversity and aquatics and I became um the I'm over social media and um like the web content and information. So I'm on the leadership team for diversity and aquatics now, and they are super supportive in, you know, what I'm doing with black, black girl swim with that blog and um, with what I'm trying to do with my swim village. And now with um, you and I doing the podcast with um, the swim culture. So yeah, it's, it's been a good thing, a good connection, a good network to be involved in. So if y'all are looking for someone to join, Diversity in Aquatics is a good organization to join. It really is. I adore Diversity Cause in Because I invited you that next year. Right. And after I, I Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. and they have been open and welcoming to me, and it has just been um, almost the best job that I have had and I haven't even really got started yet. But 
until yeah it's a lot it's a lot of work but it's a lot of support it's a lot of support and they understand you know it's 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 volunteer for now hopefully you know at some point you know it'll be all right it's yeah but but every, but everybody loves doing it. That's that's what I was right. trying to. You know, everybody loves doing what they're doing and contributing to it. Right. And I think all of us are expanding and growing because of the network and relationship that we have with these, and that we're developing, continuing to develop with each other. Absolutely. And so, so that's a part of professionally. You know, the the service, the scholarship, the teaching is what I try to juggle on an everyday basis. Gotcha. So let's go personal now. You say, how does kinesiology work personally? Well, so for me, I see aspects of kinesiology in everything that that we do, whether or not I'm simply going to the store and I'm walking from the parking lot to the inside of the store or whether or not I am doing fine motor skills in 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 cooking or you know, or whether or not I'm, I'm I'm organizing my time to do exercise, um, or whether or not I'm teaching my son skills. He's two years old, and so the development of motor skills is essential and has to you know I focus on those things um, and have been doing so since you know he was born. And so yeah, personally, him like that time when y'all was outside and you he was tired of hitting the ball and you wanted him to continue. He wasn't tired. He he needed to hit no. And you know what? He <laughs> hit the ball off the tee. He did. He did that. And the other, he went, but he, look, listen, <laughs> he's not going to get, he, I'm, he, he'll be fine. But, but the other day we were outside still practicing, you know, I was like, you want to hit the ball off the tee? And he was throwing the ball. He's getting better. I see progression all the time. And he, I, I actually tossed him the ball. And he hit it with the baseball bat. And I was I went around the yard screaming like, yeah, you know. And See, that's that dynamic when your parent is the coach. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I acknowledge that there might be some something going on later on when he's involved in organized sports. But, you know, and I get that side, too, like, you know, being having been in that coaching or teacher part, uh, you know, instructor, you know, sometimes the parents got to get out of the way and let their, you know, children and, the, and trust the instructor to do what they do. So I think I have both. So I think I can. I think I ain't there yet, but he's going to get out there. and He's going to learn how to do these motor skills. So I know that. Interesting, Because, you know what, this year when I this past year. It's mm-hmm. been the first time I've ever coached King, and I coached him in summer league mm-hmm. middle school. Mm-hmm. And I just and how was that theory that I didn't want to do that? You know what? It was not as bad as I thought. Um, he was actually okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, what I would purposely not target him, so I might have almost felt like I under coached him because I mm-hmm. didn't want to put the spotlight on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later on, when a parent was like, Oh, that's your kid, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, it is, but I did that, you know, for his sake and for you know, yeah, and I, and, and I think that what I try to do is to be mindful because I don't, I don't want to push him to where because 
to where he doesn't like an activity anymore. Right. I don't want to him to burn out. Like I've seen through all my years of being in, you know, physical education and in this area, like I've seen where, you know, kids hate an activity and their parents put them in everything or they put them in one specific thing and, and they drill it into them, you know, constantly from a young age. And by the time they get older, they don't want to engage in that activity anymore. And I don't want to do, do that. So I, I, I make sure that I'm aware of that and I try to catch myself. But I also feel that you have to, I think we have to, we have to push our kids and we have to um, challenge them because, you know, they're going to face challenges outside of you. Absolutely. And organized sports, being physically active, being aware of your body, um, that self-awareness, it, it's lessons that are learned that can take you throughout the rest of your life. Body image, um, team sports, um, working together, cooperation, um, learning things about yourself that I feel that a lot of um, people in, like are, are lacking these days. Like, and and those no and just those skills like you know skills, yeah you know social skills those cooperative skills if something doesn't go your way learning how to lose and i'm i'm not a proponent of everybody getting a trophy like no <laughs> like stop you didn't win i agree with that though like i agree with that like, like that whole culture of everybody gets a trophy and then people do not know how to deal with that. You person. need to know how to lose. Yeah, they have like, to learn how to lose, right? Learn how to know how to lose and cope with those feelings that you have of loss and not getting your way. And 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 no, and seriously and, and be like, you know what? Look at our president or whatever he is. We see how it manifests when you're not used to not having your way. Right. It's not going to go that way. Everybody's not the a small few will probably have that privilege. But as a, especially as a black boy, I'm not, we're not doing this today. You gonna learn this lesson in this house before you go out here in these streets because, yeah. and you need to learn how to cooperate and deal with people and deal with yourself. I think we don't, I think physical education, I think being physically active and just all, a, a lot of the components that fall under kinesiology, whether not it's recreation and leisure, like we talked about in the previous show and having opportunities to do that and appreciation for your environment and Nate, like all those things are in relation to what it is that I do. And I try to teach that to my students in the class to have like a holistic view versus just focusing on, you know, the physical aspect, like focus on the mental, the emotional, the social, because all those things tie in and I think enhance your experience as you go through the, the, that physical activity that you're doing, whatever it might be. So, um, yeah. Okay, good. Good, that's right. All right, so any other way that you use kinesiology and you think of like, you know, I think people don't think about just the everyday movement, walking, um, learning how activities actually um, are good for producing positive endorphins. Um, yeah, it's so mental health, positive, um, just overall wellness. So one thing I try to 
stressed and I, I I I try to remind myself of with 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 me because and I know I know all of the you know ins and outs and the benefits and stuff but the motivation aspect for myself to get up and do exercise and to engage in these things all the time especially minor to vigorous physical activity I need a coach I need somebody pushing me um and so I think to understand like what you need and what may motivate you, whether or not it's, you know, for me, it's like I have heart disease and obesity in my family. It's breast cancer and all this, you know, those things. Um, and, and, and so I try to make a conscious effort to, to try to engage in those, these things on a daily, incorporate it within my lifestyle. Um, I hate that the pools are down during COVID right now. Like, I, it's just really, um, like, well, pools are starting to open now, but it's been a minute that I have missed swimming. So, um, and that's been my avenue. But I think just stressing the the interrelated um, connection between mental, social, emotional, and that it's just not, off by itself somewhere like you have to think about those things and think about and know that you're benefiting in in all those aspects when you are engaged in physical activity so thank you so much dr allen dr shira allen she is definitely an amazing woman mother and educator so you guys continue to follow her dr shira allen continue to follow at the Swim Culture and follow me at Coach Adrian LeCate. We'll see you guys soon and look forward to our next episode. Thank you so much for joining. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Swim Culture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can get involved by following us at the Swim Culture on Instagram and Facebook. See you all in the water. has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com.
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.